This recording is brought to you by Freedom Time Co. Beginning in an unfurnished college apartment, Freedom Time is a collective of friends turned family. At our core, we believe that justice is gospel work. And to us, justice means living in a world where all people are free to live whole and full lives, especially those who are marginalized. Together, we curate content, events, and culture in order to spur compassion, education, imagination, and action. Freedom Time is on the journey of singing the spiritual with our lives, one that loudly echoes, to be a lover of justice is to be fully human. We are Freedom Time Collective. Thank you for being here today. Um, We are... Yeah, very thankful that each of you are here and that uh, you're able to sit down and listen to um, who I think are some brilliant people talk about uh, imagination and creativity and justice, all these things that, um, yeah, just deserve being being thought through and uh, really digested and such. So thank you for joining us. Last workshop, we had talked about uh, the education and compassion components of being a lover of justice. And we did that intentionally. We thought that the compassion in education was uh, something that necessarily needed to be thought about and made explicit prior to the more imaginative exercises within organizing and activism. Yeah, again, thank you so much for being here. I have been looking forward to hearing Brittany and Denisha and Bree uh, talk about what they will be talking about today. And believe me when I say you are listening to some national treasures. Uh, they are brilliant in their own right. They're very talented, multi, multifaceted, uh, and they are engaging and funny and just lovely human beings. So you all are in for a treat. And with that being said, uh, I am going to open us in a word of prayer, and then I'm going to pass off the reins to uh, the Brittany and Bree who are going to be taking away the imaginative uh, portion of this of this workshop. So with that being said, here is a prayer. God, whose very incarnation challenged the powers that be, who came not with a sword, but in a manger, whose radical inclusivity resulted in a crucifixion, give us the imagination for a world of equality and justice and give us the endurance to bring it about. When we grow re- weary, Remind us that justice is gospel work, and gospel work is empowered by nothing less than your spirit. If we grow complacent, let the lack of justice around us inspire us to build a world of a different sort of order, a world whose structures reflect the belief that breathing is not a privilege, a world that replaces injustice with solidarity and love. In continuing the mission of Jesus, let us burn down the foundations that uphold white supremacy. Let us work with the hope that justice is just around the corner and be imaginative to bring it about. Let us know that you are the God of the oppressed and that you are truly bringing the world around. May your spirit who breathes justice into our lungs reign with us as we strive to breathe justice into our communities. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brittany and Bree, it is all yours. Thank you, Neil, and thank you all for being here tonight. It's so exciting to get to have our second workshop. 
as Freedom Time. I'll just go ahead and introduce myself as well. Um, I'm Brianna, so I'll be um, tagging in right after Brittany um, on creativity, something that we had kind of touched on um, in regards to this topic, which again, we're just so excited to discuss with you all tonight, um, is just how um, intertwined or how not really separated imagination and creativity are really able to be um, just in life in general, but particularly in the realm of justice as well. Um, to be imaginative is to be creative and to be creative, you have to have an imagination. And so um, really, really excited to get into that with you tonight um, and really excited to utilize this tool that Brittany has curated for us. So right back at you, Brittany. Awesome, Brie, thank you for that. So um, the first thing we're gonna do tonight is a little bit of an imaginative prompt. Um, before I, I, I go there with that, I will say that I'm right now on Cherokee land, um, Eastern Cherokee land. Um, I always like to give a land acknowledgement because it's important that I honor the people who occupied this land before I did. I also will say that while I'm going to quote a few activist scholars, organizers who have thoughts on imagination, there have been millions, hundreds of people who have used their imagination, who have engaged imagination, especially in terms of resistance for a long, long time. And this is by no means an exhaustive presentation on what it means to be imaginative. I also would say that I am going to quote only one scholar who is not of color because I think that as a black woman who is also an organizer who has um, roots in the black radical tradition, it is important that we look to the margins of our society as we have ideas around most things, but especially as we think about liberation, justice, and how to be in better community with each other. So as we uh, jump off tonight, we're going to do this prompt. I'm going to give you three minutes to do it. And the idea is that you are writing about the currency of a new world. In this new world, the currency cannot depend on labor or any form of capitalistic productivity. So basically, we're imagining a world without capitalism. And the goal of this is to really do some of the head and heart work that I think imagination requires. Sometimes we are either in our heads a whole, whole lot, so we intellectualize um, everything, or we are in a feeling space. And I think that imagination requires both. We definitely need to imagine what it feels like to be in a freer world. We also have to think, we have to think about the resources, we have to think about the systems, the powers, the principalities that not only need to be destroyed, but that need to be created to make this world a reality. So hopefully we can activate some of that sensory work with this prompt. I am going to invite you all to unmute yourselves and share out, but no one will be forced to share out. If you have any questions, uh, you can private message me, but I am going to put three minutes and 30 seconds on the clock for you to free write. Are there any, um, if there are any questions, like I said, you can just drop them in the chat. All right, so I'm interested in hearing maybe what are some of your observations in engaging your imagination in this particular way? Just observations. What did you notice about this process of responding to this prompt? For me, it was very difficult to uh, peel back the layers. So the first few options I had were all like normal, you know, currency, even though they wouldn't have sounded like it. And so it took me a while to get to the point where I was really answering the question that was being asked because so much of my world is dependent on uh, productivity and labor. So it was, it was a challenge to peel back my worldview and answer the question honestly. 
Yeah, thank you, um, Kenny. I appreciate that. Yeah. The observation, right, that there's a, that there is a, a layered process to even being able to tap into imagination. I think that's key. I also had a hard time thinking through ideas that weren't um, work and re reward related. Um, it was hard for me to, because, you know, as a worldview that I was brought up on, it's very capitalistic and very much you work for what you earn even though I would even argue that much of what I've been given, I have not earned. Um, but even when trying to think past just like at large overarching ideologies, like, oh, well, maybe it looks like profit being redistributed to community, but then where the profit comes from or what profit even looks like in a new world versus what I currently know profit to be, I can't even compute that because even as an individual, just regardless of what I've been brought up on, even as an individual success is so much part of my identity for better, or for worse, that it's really difficult to even think of the language to describe what this might look like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. I'm interested uh, um, from hearing from a person of color about what this process might have been like. So Bree or Denisha, would you all mind sharing? Or any of our other guests that are on? I don't want to put anybody on the spot. So it was also difficult. I think um, even with getting creative, um, just trying to, in my mind, separate the fact that, okay, like, if I, even if it's not like a, a, a labor thing, or maybe even if it's not like a, a actual currency, like how do you measure it, right? Like, how do you measure? And like, that's all I kept thinking is like, okay, how do I measure how much is owed based off of what was done? So like trying to even figure that out was very difficult. And then you go back to kind of like square one where you just say, okay, well, this sounds like a great idea. But again, I can't think of like, oh, you know, then you start thinking about labor because then you're like, okay, well, this is how much this person has to do of this um, to like pay that back. So I think like it's hard. It's really difficult even as someone of color to really um, like form it completely um even though the foundation of like the creativity and the idea and just seeing something else was there it just was hard to even put it together and, and really build it yeah i definitely concur with um what everybody has kind of mentioned i think um particularly i was just like being individuals all of us i'm assuming um who were born like in a capitalistic society, like it's kind of hard to like undo that very hard wiring of like how things are supposed to quote unquote like operate. Um, though I will say my parents are both immigrants um, of like a third world country. And so for me, there's almost like this very, very like faint understanding of what that could look like or what that could be like, because that still is like very softly a part of like my upbringing um, and very softly a part of like the things that I experienced in my household personally. Um, but even then still it almost, my head goes to this hardwired space of like, no, that's wrong. Like that there has to be a payoff. Like there has to be an evening, there has to be work, there has to like, you know, and so uh, even when we're talking about just imagining these things, it almost feels wrong to imagine such a thing because it seems quote unquote unfair or 
whatever it is that the hardwiring has like done um, in my realm of thought when it comes to something like that. Yeah, for sure, Brie. Thank you. So I wanted to start out with those prompts and thank you all for engaging them because I think that imagination is an, is a work, right? It's an active thing. We have to commit to doing it. Um, these prompts actually came from two activist organizers, um, Joelle Arbella and Elise Tadu. And there is, um, their full names are in the document that I have provided. It's in a um, kind of a contemplation of prompts like this called Jump at the Sun. And what they write at the very beginning of these, I think is a very good way to ground ourselves in the conversation. They write, we must free our imagination. We must believe that we are the ones who will imagine, build, and sustain the futures we want. We must give ourselves permission to exist as we desire and play. We must believe we are worthy of those loving, creative, and unfathomable tomorrows. So if we are thinking about what is imagination, I think that I want to root us in a couple of definitions. Um, I use that word loosely, but a, a cup a couple of ways we can think about imagination that I find helpful. The first one is from the prophetic imagination, which is one of my favorite theological works. Um, and it says that the prophet engages, engages in futuring fantasy. The prophet does not ask if the vision can be implemented for questions of the implementation are of no consequence until the vision can be imagined. The imagination must come before the implementation. So I think that speaks to how we must, we must imagine before we act. Our culture is competent to implement almost anything and to imagine almost nothing. The same rural consciousness that makes it possible to implement anything and everything is the one that shrinks imagination because imagination is a danger. Thus, every totalitarian regime is frightened of the artist, of the creative. Most importantly, I think I bolded this last couple of sentences here that say, it is the vocation of the prophet to keep alive the ministry of imagination. And I would add, it's the vocation of those of us who claim to be people of faith, followers of Jesus, or members of any other faith, to keep on conjuring and proposing futures alternative to the single one, the king or empire wants to urge as the only thinkable one. And so that's speaking to like power, privilege and oppression, that's speaking to empire, that's speaking to capitalism, that's speaking to the current rule of the day, right? Whatever that is, if it's immigration, if it's um, school starting in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, and so it is, that it is the work of a prophet to continue to imagine and propose an alternative reality. I think that we see this, um, Neil had made a very, very good point a few weeks ago. We see this in the Beatitudes, right? We see Jesus give this proclamation of a world that is very much an alternative reality to the world that he was, was living in at the time, right? And, and that is just one way that we see imagination in sacred text. The next one here comes from one of my favorite organizers and activist, Charlene Carruthers. And Charlene is a um, feminist. She's in Chicago. She started BYP 100, um, and she's been in, in, like just so important and integral in a lot of organizing work, especially for the movement for Black Lives. And she also comes from the Black radical tradition. She says that the 
the killing of the black imagination, I believe. And here she's speaking to the tradition, um, not just the individual imagination, but the tradition. I believe tells us that we must rise only as far as the world will allow us, she writes. But I argue that black women have always demanded and done more. We've never accepted that the bottom rung is where we will remain. And that's where the black imagination lives. It lives in our ability to create alternatives, whether those are alternative economies, alternative family structures, or something else entirely. And then finally, Adrian Marie Brown, who in a minute I'm going to put you all in some pairs and we're going to engage her more deeply. Adrian is also a organizer and activist and the writer of a book called Emergent Strategy, in which she says that all organizing is science fiction. Um, and a big thing to note about Adrian Marie Brown is that she leans really, really heavily on the work of Octavia Butler, who writes a lot of amazing science fiction. She says, we are bending the future together into something we have never experienced. A world where everyone experiences abundance, access, pleasure, human rights, dignity, freedom, transformative justice, peace. We long for this. We believe it is possible. So now that you all have kind of heard of three ways of engaging the imagination, what I want you to do is to take two minutes and regardless of if you are using the tracking sheet that I provided or if you're writing in your journal or somewhere else, your phone, I want you to construct your own definition of imagination. I know that this is maybe new for some of you, but what is the imagination in your own words? Feel free to paraphrase, feel free to write something else entirely. Um, take two minutes to do that. All right, y'all, so what are some of your thoughts? What are some of your definitions of imagination? I'd love to hear them. I'm also a teacher, so silence doesn't intimidate me. Hey, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, so I just actually immediately went into some bullet points. Um, because I was just like, is this an adjective? Is it a noun? So I just like wrote some feelings like limitless, curious, resilient, exploratory, creative, breaks structures, hierarchies learning uh, ongoing and then I just like circled it and I was like having a space for all these feelings and like something that you said um Brittany right in the beginning it's like we have to look at the margins of our society for ideas and imagination and almost it's like an imagination because it's so limitless like nobody's at the margin it's always prioritizing every single being um, so I felt like that was a really important connection that I, I appreciate you were saying. Yeah, I love that, Sushi. Thank you for sharing. And if you want to, you can share in the chat too, if, it's, if you would feel more comfortable than speaking. Well, Neil says, maybe more of a contour than a definition, but it seems that imagination has to do with the courage to dream up another world in which the way of the oppressor is rendered, rendered obsolete, yeah. I wrote down this idea. It's not a full definition either, but um, the idea that imagination is based in reality, but it's not bound by subtlety. So effective imagination is realistic, right? It's not, you're not just making things up. You're seeing the reality of the world and you're looking for imaginative solutions, but it's also not 
bound by our normal uh, response of, oh, that'll never work. You know, the, right. the first response of, oh, no one's ever done anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's based on reality, but it's not bound by subtlety is the idea that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think it gets that really, you know, like there, there's the necessary, it's necessary to have an accurate assessment of what's going on. And also imagine even in that, I think that like a, you have to have a pulse of the current moment, the current reality in order to be able to effectively, I don't even want to use the word effectively because that, that feels colonial, but in order to, to have more capacity in imagination, right? So yeah, thank you, Kenny. All right, so next, what we're going to do is I'm going to pair you all. Um, and we're going to be thinking about this question. What are the ideas that will liberate all of us? Um, and what you'll see if you're, if you haven't pulled up the document, now would be a good time to pull it up. There's a link in that document to an article. It's very short. You're going to want to in your group, either individually or collectively read through that article and then talk together about what are the ideas that will liberate all of us. Um, this is, let me say this, this is going to be an imperfect work, especially if this is your first time having a conversation. There's no right answer, there's no wrong answer. The key to imagining is engaging the process, especially for those of us who do not live, who live in a place of power or privilege where we, our reality doesn't cause us to have to do a lot of imagining. Um, so I would challenge you to engage this, especially if you are a non-Black person that is on this call. Okay, so let's share some reflections from that discussion. We'll start with Bree. Okay, can I actually pick on somebody else in my group so we can seg into this? Uh, I like, Kenny, can you, can you share what your thoughts were again? Yeah, I guess to put me on the spot. And this was definitely not the best thought in the, in the group. <laughs> Both Bree and Megan were bringing some hard truth that I just had to sit back and listen to. Um, but the overwhelming thing that I got from reading the article specifically was just the idea that uh, imagination isn't always a good thing. Like imagination can be neutral. It depends on the values of the person who's holding that imagination. And so much of our society has been imagined for a specific group of people and to, to use that word, Brittany, effectively imagined for people like me and built up for people who are white men um, in whatever socioeconomic world they live in. And so for, for me, the challenge is not to just see it as imagination versus something, some passive systems that have been built up over the years, but imagining a just world opposed to the imagination that has created this unjust world for years. And, and seeing how I can uh, look at today's systems as a product of that harmful imagination and then bring, uh, I guess, beneficial imagination to bear on those systems was the question that came to mind. No specific ideas, but that's kind of the way I'm thinking through it. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that is just to give a very good glimpse of just like how like in depth and intertwined like our thought processes like were in regards to that question. Um, really even just to begin our conversation as a group in general, I think I was just kind of like stumped, um, really. Like, and it's, it's such a great question. I mean, 
what are the ideas that will liberate us all when you think of just like how multifaceted and not even not not even multifaceted but just like how deeply nuanced so many like um cultural creative imaginative like norms like are within like each individual and like how and where like those things like came about is like so interesting to consider us all like on this even playing field of like what ideas will liberate all of us like i i'm wide-eyed i even like the question um and with that being said there was just like other questions that came up other examples that came up and I, I still feel like my answer is like, I don't know. Um, and that's like on one end of the pendulum. And then the other end of the pendulum is like, what are the ideas like to just burn everything down? Like <laughs> to just like, to just start everything like all over. Um, because they're like, and, and I say that right from like my own standpoint of like imagination and like from like my own like way that like I experienced the world and I explained it to Megan and Kenny as like being a person of color who has been like deeply um, rooted in like a creative and imaginative like culture that is beautiful and colorful in every sense of that word, but also an individual who um, has, uh, who has like been a part of like white society and like who has like benefited also from like my own privilege, like within that society in whatever way that like you can nuancely like think of that. Um, and so for me, it's almost like this like interesting like fly on the wall kind of like a thing where it's like these two things are so starkly different that I can't even begin to think of like how we will ever level this playing field to where like an idea from this side will also liberate this side or an idea from this side God, like will ever liberate this side, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I just, I can't, I can't imagine it. It really needs to all just be, to be like restarted. Um, so God come now, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so good. I feel you. I don't know even how, how better to respond other than I feel you. Um, me and Ryan, we kind of like went, we kind of, as quoted by the article, time traveler of love, I feel like we were just going through different themes, but I really appreciated how Ryan, um, we were just kind of sharing our experiences of like, what does it mean to have home and how, like, if you move a lot of places, like you have to imagine it's not just like a physical space or it may not just be specific people. And so we were just kind of stating how like a lot of the concepts we or not concept, or maybe concepts, I don't know, or things that we feel like are forced to think of as community or are forced to think of as like a certain thing, we actually have to imagine as we're adjusting and living through. And if, Ryan, if you want to add more. No, that was really good. I think too, like an idea or like something that Sushi brought about is I was like referencing this idea of like, holding like your capacity of like mud or sand and my friend was like explaining this old proverb that if you begin to like clutch it you actually lose more than you were holding in the first place and the idea that imagination involves collaboration to mm -hmm. like create a greater capacity for liberation and we need a lot of hands um to to like hold the substance that brings liberation and brings flourishing of people um so just like the idea of like it said in the article like the collaborative ideation um which i think is is so important for imagination thanks yeah Annie. yeah for sure 
Um, yeah. Um, so I think honestly, the conversation we had was a lot similar um, to the one Brie, um, Megan and Kenny had. Um, and I think uh, both of them really brought up some great points about that idea of like, where did imagination begin? Or where was that first initial piece of imagination? And like, how, you know, what, like Kenny was saying, how it benef has benefited a specific narrative or specific reality um, that may not be beneficial to everyone. Um, and I think that was a great, really, a really great point. And um, my thought was just to like imagining um, liberation in my, like I was talking about the same thing, like how I imagine liberation for myself in my community, um, but just how that may look different for several other communities um, and how, you know, we don't ever think about it as being like one circular or holistic um, liberation, but we really just think about our people and um, where we are in the moment and that they're it, it is difficult to think up an, a lib, an idea of liberation um, that really benefits everyone based off of the fact that there has already been a narrative or a reality that has been kind of set in stone and has been the norm. So I think the conversation, again, that we had was very, very similar um, to theirs in that respect. Thanks, Denisha. Well, thank you all for taking the time to engage with me this last hour or so. I hope this was a helpful primer to start really getting your mind going. And I encourage you to steward your imagination, however it feels um, holistic for you. So like write or journal or listen to music. But I would encourage you to be intentional this next week and these, in these coming weeks, especially while we are watching a global uprising while we are we are living in the middle of a global pandemic. We need imagination um, so, so, so much. And so um, there's some resources provided for you at the bottom of the worksheet that I think are great starts at, at continuing to steward your imagination. You also can reach out to us at Freedom Time Co. on Instagram or on Facebook, and I'd be happy to provide some more resources. Before I turn it over to Bree, I want to read a piece. Um, that I'll leave you with tonight, and it's also by Asia Marie Brown. It's called An Ode to Radical Imagination. There is an edge beyond which we cannot grasp the scale of our universe. That border, that outer boundary is imagination. The only known edge of existence, the only one we can prove by universal experience, we can imagine so much. We can only imagine so much. If perhaps it is a function of our collective mind, a dream of our endless nights, then there will be abundance so long as we can imagine it. Abundance on earth if we can imagine it, or abundance of earth, a spear for every tribe and every combination, and to have it all, all we need is to remember there is an edge and grow our dream beyond it. Brie. Brittany, thank you so much. I, this is just a secondary like ad lib and I tell Brittany this all the time on the side. Um, she is just an excellent organizer and excellent teacher and has truly just been like anointed to like 
lead these sorts of conversations so genuinely like and so of everybody else that is a part of freedom time co um but i feel so privileged to even come after this and something that we were collaborating on and like i mentioned before is just how intertwined imagination and creativity are um and so my like segue out of um, imagination into creativity will be just kind of like a small snippet um, and then segging into Dinesha's portion on action. Um, and so as we talk about creativity, um, by definition, we will define creativity or Webster's will define creativity as quite literally just being like the ability to create. Um, and so when we think about imagination, as Brittany referenced, um, of being a sorry imagination coming before implementation and like that necessity um we also have to consider what we do with our imagination once we have imagined what we want to come from it <laughs> and so that is where creativity kind of comes into play um and in the realm of justice in particular i will say this very transparently that um i am one of the people who like has like a really hard time imagining things like beyond like what they currently are. Um, and so this is actually like an amazing workshop to be a leader in, but also one that like I am like so, so grateful to be like in the conversation of because I love to hear more from everybody else that's here, um, whether this is like also like a difficult topic for you um, or like if you've had difficulties um, in the process of trying to just like navigate this time um, of justice um, in the area of these topics. Um, and so moving into that, um, creativity is supposed to be a positive word um, that in society typically allows us to kind of like fold our mind like into the space of innovation and progress. Um, and so I'll have you guys go ahead and take a second because we'll just move into this first question here, which is why do we need imagination in, and creativity um, in the realm of justice? Um, so you'll just take about like 30 seconds or so and I'd love to like hear from you guys. As I said, this is something for me that I'm personally working on as well. Um, and so to lead is amazing, but to hear from and really collaborate um, on this topic in particular, I'd love to do. Um, so if you would take about like 30 to 45 seconds, I'll set a timer. Um, and then I'd love to hear from you guys um, what or why we need imagination and creativity. And I'll go ahead and put that question into our chat as well. Um, I think creativity is just very important um, to really ignite people. I think that like a lot of times um, when just coming from a space of movement myself, when there's something new and there's something different and there's a new idea, um, people just get fired up. And I think that a lot of times like that fuel is what helps justice movements and things like that move forward. Um, and we're able to like get what we need to get done done. So I just think it's like a really good motivator for um, change and we're able to actually, you know, again, use that imagination piece to you know, propel that progression forward. So, yeah, I love the I love the um, the comparison or the almost like way of saying like they're almost like synonymous to to create change is to be creative like in the creation of change um, because that's really true um, and I think a lot of the times um, in especially when things just get really really down and out and like we have had like a block like in like our imagination and things like that creativity can also be stopped and then like we start 
like we stop making like waves of changes. Um, and so creativity really is like important to keep that momentum going. Love that. Yeah, I appreciate Denisha's comment on like how creativity is like the motivator of change. And like I, I was also, I wanted to c continue that theme of change because like creativity can also be a, seen as like a bridge to imagination and the sense of like, even like, just like imagine if we're, I mean, we can even see like this presentation in this, in a say it's very creative, right? And we're processing different ways of understanding and learning and seeing and feeling. And so like creativity is almost like that access point. Like I, I, I'm in dance and like, even though there's sadly so much like structural institutionalized aspects of, you know, of, of creative, creative forms in um, our society, Yet I think dance has continuously been trying to like bridge what imagination could be for people. And even if you look at it like in a disabilities aspect of like a lot of people sometimes just talking doesn't help. And so like just seeing somebody dance or seeing art, that could be a way of imagining. And yeah, that's <laughs> some thoughts. I love the reference to dance. I like... I'm very much like in an art or visualizer. Um, and so I, <laughs> I love, 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 love that reference for sure. Um, and I think that that is very, very true. I'd love to hear from just one other person if that's okay. I was gonna say, if someone else unmute themselves. Okay. We can have two other people go. That's <laughs> <fine here. laughs> I, love, I love to hear. I'm using my phone so it doesn't show everyone at once. But I was gonna say as Sushi, I, appreciate that view so much because I think now more than ever film art dance comedy all these it's almost like a second language for us to be able to even imagine something better than our current circumstances it's prophetic in of itself and it gives words without us having to actually use words to describe it because even using words kind of like uh, devalues how beautiful all those uh, elements of art are. Um, whenever uh, we ask the question of why we need creativity um, in the realm of justice, it reminded me of this passage from Bell Hooks, All About Love, and how she basically was talking about how the individuals that have gone before us to do the work of justice um, to bring us thus far, there is nothing exceptional i'm just gonna read it. it says what made these individuals exceptional was not that they were any smarter or kinder than their neighbors but that they were willing to live the truth of their values so imagination and like creativity almost think of it as being the action of our imagination and when we're able to unite those that action with our values that lie in the realm of our imagination then like that's the only thing that is standing in the way of true change that happen is our willingness to commit to that versus saying that that's just for the the exceptions the prophets the special people if that makes sense kind of all over the place but you can just read this and have all the answers absolutely yeah no for sure and i i think that that also kind of just like segs into my thought um overall is and I and I actually made this reference um in our breakout group during Brittany's presentation of you know and Brittany also actually kind of like brought this to light in my mind as well of 
the things that we speak of as far as like imagination goes and even like creatively right um are film and dance and like all of like these art forms and in particular one that came to mind during our breakout session was um black panther and like the idea of like wakanda and like this like entire space that is you know free of all of like this like oppression and like all of like this like cultural like hiding or like this like fear of like being seen as too much or too little or like women like overpowering men and that's scary and all of these things um there is a beautiful imaginative then creative and then almost like this like far-fetched idea that comes in between or like in in part of like that creativity that allows us as a viewer who's watching like a film um, to just kind of sit back and say like, wow, like this is so beautiful, this is creative, but that's far fetched. Um, and so I think um, that kind of segs into the next question of, um, sorry, let me actually go ahead and pull this up because I had it here and I missed it. But that segs into the next question of how imagination and creativity are related to action. And like I said, just a second ago is for me as like a viewer for and i'm sure for you guys as well is you see things that are beautiful and creative and particularly like in the realms of like justice or even like reimagining like a world um, and trying to be creative in your pursuit of reimagining these things um and then you see that it's almost like you believe it to be like far-fetched to some degree but there is a possibility for these things to come and that is where like our creativity kicks in and then that is where like our action is um ignited and so um, as we break into our siesta, um, I do want you to go with this question of how is imagination and creativity related to action? I think that, you know, creativity is sometimes directly related to action, you know, in the sense that I think some, we see creatives, especially Black creatives, we see a lineage of creativity speaking to the culture and the norms of the day. I made this slide a little bit earlier and it's got Nina Simone on it, Jill Scott Heron who wrote, um, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And then some more, like recently, um, Beyonce put out her movie on Disney Plus, Black is King. And then Janelle Monet, who's always speaking to the culture, right? And to, to write for different marginal people. Um, and and th those are only examples of, and these are all people who have, um, you know, like singing talent or, or artistic talent, but being creative is also, um, I think any way that we steward whatever our particular gifting are for the sake of liberation, for freedom and for justice. Um, so that, that, that's what I would add is that like, we have a lineage of creatives who have offered themselves for a really, really long time to movement and to the work for freedom and peace and justice in the world. Um, and that there's like creativity is an inclusive space. It's not just for like folks who are like producers or musicians or there's a there's a lot of like space there at the table for folks. Um, so that's what that's what I would add as we um, get ready to break. Bree. And before we do that, also, I just want to like the quotes that you used um, in your time of imagination just really have spoke to me. Um, and so I'm just going to reiterate the um, I'm actually blanking on the name here now, but you can correct me once I'm finished here um, is just reiterating this one um, that says it is the vocation of the prophet to keep alive the ministry of imagination 
um, to keep on conjuring and proposing future alternatives to the singles or to the ones the king wants to urge as the only thinkable one. Um, and I probably butchered that just a tad bit, but I think that that is important. Um, again, as we uh, intertwine imagination with creativity, with action, with the love of justice, um, is that that is, that's our role, um, is to think beyond what has been told as the only thinkable option um, and to really conjure up these, to conjure up and propose these new, um, new ideologies.